This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It is Monday, May 23rd, talking Brewers baseball today with Mike Bauman. And Mike is uh, pinch hitting today for Adam McKelvey. It is most appreciated. Mike, thank you for the time. And Mike, you know, this is kind of an odd statement to make uh, based on the fact that the Brewers just got swept at City Field against the Mets. But nonetheless, that came on the heels of nearly sweeping the Cubs. They did take two out of three. So considering the struggles that the team has had pretty much all year, could you make a case, again, despite that sweep, that this is the best baseball that the crew has played all season? Yeah, that's a very good point, Matt. I mean, it sounds a little unrealistic to begin with, but it, it, it is true. The two out of three they won from the Cubs were huge. They only allowed the Cubs seven runs in 31 innings, which is remarkable. And they pitched well against the Mets. The Mets are going to shut out a lot of people. The Mets are going to sweep a lot of people. We know how good that pitching staff is. The Brewers don't have that, and who else does? You know, so... What you're seeing right now from the Brewers, the, the really encouraging development is over the past week, the starters have pitched consistently, and they've been, in some cases, horrific before that. So there's been a huge improvement, and, and the game, the team lost those three games in New York, was in all the games, and, and at this point, that's a step forward. Yeah, it certainly is, and one of the games was a, you know, a David Wright walk-off. Uh, there was at least one other one-run game in that series, so, you know, a lot to build on, and is. Was it a sense that after taking two out of three against, you know, this this juggernaut Cubs team, even though they've kind of slumped lately, did a light switch kind of go off and these guys said, you know what, I mean, yeah, the record's not what we'd like it to be, but we just played the best team in baseball, you know, tooth and nail, and if we can sustain this, we can maybe get back into this thing. I, I, I think they're, you know, they're optimistic about their own chances, and, and maybe that optimism isn't shared by anybody else, but at least they had something they could point to with that, you know, with the victory over the Cubs and the improved starting pitching. The bullpen's been okay. I mean, the bullpen's actually been fine. Um, but, you know, they're not in a position where you need the, the seven, eight, nine inning guys when you don't have the lead, when, you know, when you're behind five to nothing in the third inning. And that's been going on too, entirely too often with them. Now, this, this latest development over the last week gives them hope um, that they can actually be stable in the rotation and thus have a chance to compete. Yeah. So they have, it's legitimate, I suppose. Yeah, I, I agree. It's It's been a good week, all things considered, uh, for this team. And uh, we saw yesterday the uh, awaited return of Ryan Braun. He missed uh, six of the previous seven games due to that uh, that bad back of his. He went one for four, uh, had a single, stole a base two. But I know that you know a lot was made in Sunday's game about the, the bloop single off the bat of uh, Yoenis Cespedes that dropped in in front of Ryan Braun. And I, I think kind of the knee-jerk reaction at first was, well, a healthy Braun gets to that ball. A Braun that doesn't have a bad back gets to that ball. Ryan Braun, though, had kind of a different take after the game. He said, my back had nothing to do with it. He goes, it's you want a Cespedes for crying out loud. I'm playing deep. So I, I tend to believe that part of the explanation from him. Yeah, I do, too. Um, he's caught in between there, basically. He didn't know whether to dive, slide, or pull up. In retrospect, he should have pulled 
think it had anything to do with his back either. Um, his, his health is overall has been worrisome for the Brewers. Actually, the, the first two days he missed in that stretch uh, were because of a sore wrist. When he came back, that was okay, and then he played one game and then missed the rest with the back. And the back coming off the surgery in the winter, you know, may be problematic throughout the season. So, um, you know, here's a guy who's tearing it up, hitting the way they hoped he would, but they can't get him on the field often enough, and that's been a real problem too. Yeah, agreed. And I know that, you know, he's a guy similar to, say, somebody like Joey Votto in Cincinnati, Jay Bruce in Cincinnati, playing for a struggling club. That's going to be a real appealing player for a contending team come the trade deadline. But if he can't get on the field, then that's problematic, as you said, you know, for the Brewers to try to increase his trade value. But that's another discussion. That's something, you know, looking forward the next month or two. But good to see him on the field yesterday. And hopefully the back issues are a thing of the past for Ryan Braun. Uh, Mike, getting to the pitching now, in the opener uh, of that series against the Mets, Willie Peralta took the loss, but I think we can all agree a drastic improvement from his two previous outings, which were both just disastrous. I mean, double-digit hits, you know, too many runs. The ERA was over seven after those two starts. Uh, it's I think it's 6-9-9 now, so that, that's progress, I guess. But, you know, five, five and two-thirds, three runs, struck out a season-high six. You know, at least for the time being, did Peralta secure his spot in the rotation? Because I know there's been discussion that, you know what, he might take the Taylor Youngman route and lose his spot. Yeah, that's a possibility, but I think they're doing everything they possibly can to keep him out there. Um, you know, he's just two years removed from winning 17 games and throwing in the upper 90s with sink. He hasn't been anything like that this season so far. Last year was not a good season for him. He was hurt much of the time, but he wasn't tremendously effective. And they had hoped he was going to turn around this season, and the year started out just terribly for the guy. That was a sign of improvement uh, against the Mets. Um, you know, he at least was around the strike zone. He wasn't behind all the time. He's relatively pitch efficient. And, you know, if he can build on that and go forward, they'll be okay. Jimmy Nelson has been good throughout. He's been the number one guy, you know, de facto, because he's been pitching like a number one guy for them. And, and beyond that, there's been, there's been some erratic performances. Chase Anderson was very, very good against the Cubs, you know, taking a no-hitter into the eighth. That was probably the best start of his entire professional life. And, and Junior Guerra uh, is a total shock, but a pleasant one. You know, so you've got that going on. There's a little more, a little more blue sky above these guys than there was a week ago. Yeah, I agree. A lot more consistency, a lot more stability with this uh, Brewers rotation. That's been the subject of so much angst, you know, pretty much since opening yeah. day. And, Mike, you mentioned Chase Anderson. You know, we've already seen – with not even uh, two full months completed of the 2016 season. Already seen some crazy things in baseball, but where does a guy, meaning Chase Anderson, with an ERA over six, taking a no-hitter into the eighth inning against the Cubs of all teams, is that is that the craziest thing we've seen? Is that top five? Where does that rank? Um, it's in the top ten. I, I guess <laughs> I'll go with that. I, it's, you know what? It's baseball, Matt. I mean, and that's exactly why we love it, because Chase Anderson against the Cubs, I'm chalking that one up for the Cubs. I'm sure the Cubs are, too. You know, everybody else is. And then this guy goes out and throws a no-hitter into the eighth inning. Um, just remarkable. I mean, they couldn't lay a glove on him. He was tremendous. And, and, and he gave up two home runs in the ninth inning. Um, you know, other, other than that, it's a one-hitter. And he was one out shy of the complete game. It was disappointing to see him, uh, you know, not get that. I think he, he was one strike away from the shutout. And then Jason Hayward, who had not homered all year, takes him right. deep. So it's right. – that speaks to your point about baseball being so crazy that, you know, of all guys to take him deep with one strike away from, you know, finishing the deal, it's Jason Hayward. But nonetheless, uh, a great, great effort 
uh, by Chase Anderson, and you brought up guys like, uh, you know, Junior Garrett, too. I mean, when you look at the overall improvement, is it just a matter of, you know, you hear about things being contagious uh, when, when success is in the mix, meaning one guy goes out there, they, they give a quality start or they fire a complete game, whatever the case may be. The next guy, for whatever reason, whatever intangible that is, they build on that. Is it just a matter of these guys gaining confidence by seeing the other four guys in that rotation go out and begin to do the job, which they had not been doing uh, prior to this little run they've had? Matt, there's no question that some of that goes on, and I think that goes on in almost every rotation in baseball. The people feed off other people's success. It becomes a competitive kind of thing. They're all in this together sort of deal, and it, and it works out for them. Um, Craig Council's explanation for this was simple. He said this was the way they were always supposed to be pitching. Now they are. In other words, I mean, he, he saw the, the bad times as the aberration, and this is the standard. Now, uh, we're not talking about Chase Anderson taking a no-hitter in the eighth inning all the time, but, but you know, pitching confidently, pitching competitively, the Brewers going into the season thought that one of the strong points on the club would be the rotation. Well, that obviously hasn't occurred up until very, very recently. Yeah, good point. And, of course, you know, one of the guys who was going to front that charge was uh, Taylor Youngman. He now finds himself in the minors trying to uh, rediscover the magic he had when he first came up last year. But a guy like, you know, Junior Guerra, 31 years old, a journeyman. He had the, the suspension at one point. He's, he's bounced all over the place. And now here he is, you know, one of the anchors of this rotation. And, and again, that speaks to the unpredictability and uh, craziness of baseball for sure. So things looking up. For this uh, Brewers rotation, it's been a long time coming because it's been a struggle through these first 40-plus uh, games. Uh, Mike, as we begin to wrap up here, three more on the road uh, against the Braves beginning Tuesday night, and then the team returns to Miller Park. Uh, the Reds and Cardinals come to town for a six-game homestand. Give me one or two storylines that you're kind of keeping tabs on through these next uh, six or nine games for the team. Well, I think, you know, the next six games against the Braves and the Reds, these are people the Brewers' size. You know, they, they ought to compete very well against these guys. In fact, both of those clubs have worse records than the Brewers. So, I mean, uh, it, you know, they've had difficulty with the Mets, obviously, but a lot of people will. So these are games that you need to win two out of three in both cases, I would think. Otherwise, you know, you're not maintaining the progress that you've made. And you better do those well because then St. Louis comes into town and the Brewers have a ton of trouble with the Cardinals. But I think based on the way they've been playing lately, you could project them winning these next two series. Yeah, that'd be a big boost, like you said. Take, you know, four out of six from the teams that, uh, you know, the Brewers, they can pick on them a little bit. The Braves and the Reds are really struggling, not just recently, but all season. And uh, we'll see what the state of the crew is as we do this again uh, next week. Uh, Mike Bauman, thank you so much for filling in uh, today. We appreciate the time. In the meantime, it's Matt Waymire signing off for MLB.com Extras, Milwaukee Brewers. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. 
Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.